Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 54 for the 24th of August, 2007. Hi Ian, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing just fine, and this is a, another transit, a transatlantic couch today. Yes. Uh, I'm in England, and uh, you're in sunny where? I'm in sunny California, over in LA, or south of LA in Costa Mesa, actually, uh, Orange County, and it's 6.15am uh, here. What time is it where you are, in? It's about uh, quarter past two in the afternoon, which is the way it should be, really. Brilliant. Well, I've been on a bit of a uh, an American tour, a bit of Midwest, a bit of California, San Francisco, and now down here in in, uh, in LA. Um, and it's been an action-packed news week, hasn't it? So it's unbelievable. Obviously, uh, we're going to be talking about the standard format, which is UK news, international news, content delivery, IPTV, mobile games, and other funky stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, yesterday, I've had the chance to spend quite a bit of time in an Apple store over here in the US, playing around with an iPhone. Um, so we'll talk oh, about I'm jealous. Mm, jealous. <laughs> All right, so a bit of uh, UK news. We've got a couple uh-huh. of things happening uh, in the UK that uh, are worthy of note. The first right. being that uh, mobile phone companies are looking to start, are starting to reduce their tariffs in terms of data. So what has been much, a, I mean, it's still fairly meaty, isn't it? I mean, it is, but it's significantly it better than it used to be. Uh, yeah, so you're looking at yeah. three now getting to the point of uh, having a £10 a month plan where you get one gig of data, or uh-huh. £15 gets you three gig of data, yeah. and uh, £25 gets you seven gig of... Actually, it's not that good, is it? But it's significantly cheaper than what it was before, where you're basically paying uh, per meg, um, something like 10 well, per, per meg. Per byte, in fact, I think. Yeah, probably right. I think, that's, I think that's quite a lot, though. I mean, um, obviously mobile, the resolution, so you're not downloading lots of... Um, you know, torrents and stuff. So maybe it's going to be enough. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, you, O2 and Orange currently have one gig plans for £45 yeah, a month. Yeah, that's, that's like eye-watering. Crazy. Uh, what else has been going on? Virgin Media Shake-Up, what's going on there? We have uh, Steve Birch, who uh, was CEO of Virgin Media, has given it the boot. Uh, so he's also stepped down from the board. He's only been there about 18 months. He was previously the uh, uh, involved with Comcast, I think. Remember? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, due to family uh, concerns. He wants to go back to the US and hang out with his family. And it has nothing to do with the fact that everyone thinks that uh, the way they're going is completely wrong. And <laughs> uh, the whole yeah. spat with Sky has done no one any favours just quietly. So, yeah. But no news on the takeover there at the moment, or the uh, no, I think they've put that on hold because um, of all the uh, current, you know, all the uh, problems with the markets at the moment. Just about every sort of equity takeover has has been uh, put on hold at the moment, yeah, including that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, BT, I keep getting loads of emails from BT about BT Vision trying to sell me all sorts of rubbish. Um, is it working? Well, I haven't been at home for a while, so... No, um, is it, are you buying the stuff? Is it like... No, I'm not, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not buying it. Um, and they've selected a power line technology from... Um, is it S2 or D2 or DS? D- or? DS2, yeah. This is the first DS2. time I've seen the, uh, any, sort of, any sort of operator use power line technology to deliver uh, data from, presumably from the router to the set-top box. Now, often these are in completely different locations in the house because the router 
is normally close to the you know the main telephone socket. So you know, isn't it a router? Well, us Australians call it a router because <laughs> it makes okay. us feel more comfortable. But you know, if you want to call it a router, you can call it a, whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> you are uncomfortable with that, okay? Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure why. Whether selecting power line technology again, it's going to mean a new product. I mean, obviously the the BT Vision set top box is pretty ancient. Um, so you mentioned if you have these uh, if you have these magic chips in your set top box and in your router then all you've got to do really is plug the router into the power and into the phone line, plug the set-top box into the power socket near your television, and you're done. Like, there's no wiring, no cabling, no Ethernet wires, no yeah. nothing. That's I fantastic. Mean, nice idea, but their current router doesn't have... Router, sorry. Their current router does not <laughs> have power line, and neither does the set-top box, so sounds a bit like a forward-looking statement to me. Uh, yes, I think very forward-looking, but good luck to them. That's great. Yeah. Okay, um... Moving on to international news, um, you've got a down-under story here about TiVo. Now, we covered TiVo a little while ago in, uh, in that they were looking to provide uh, Channel 7, who's a commercial channel in Australia, to provide them with uh, TiVo boxes. It turns out the way that they're trying to finance this is by using advertising. Um, but uh, one of the... Uh, it's actually a cable. This is the bit they don't reveal in the, in the mm-hmm. news uh, article, which um, you kind of have to know your, what you'd... Your kangaroo sources, eh? Multi-channel network. Exactly. He's in fact a cable or satellite and cable uh, advertising right. provider. And it's saying, ah, oh, look, you know, TiVo is not going to work because, you know, they've got no advertisers for it. It's a difficult market to set up. Um, you've only got a million dollars worth of advertising so far. That's never going to work. Uh, in fact, um, MCN is actually uh, the main advertising provider for Foxtel and Ostar in Australia. And, of course, uh, they're going to say that uh, anything to do with advertising on free to airs is not going to work because... That's a million Australian dollars, right, which is about, what, 20 pounds? Yeah, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) That's about uh, 200,000 pounds or something. Okay. 400,000 pounds. That's um, uh, interesting. mm Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a look at this new uh, CNBU site, which is apparently the number one site in China. Um, it looks remarkably visually like YouTube. <laughs> right. Um, what do you do on CNBU? Is it kind of video video sharing stuff? I think it's user-generated stuff principally, but I think the, right. the main attraction is probably for um, studio-generated content, which you can also get hold of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, kind of an interesting thing that, you know, there's a great demand in China for media, um, mm. but this doesn't necessarily mean that the existing outlets are, are able to provide it. And that's really due to sort of regulatory concerns, I think, rather than anything else. Um, but, I mean, it's the standard sort of YouTube thing. There's there's people standing around scantily clad or little pictures of pussycats and all this kind of stuff, or combinations <laughs> thereof, no doubt. Um, what was the iPhone in China? What was it about? I don't know. This was your story. <laughs> no, I think the um, obviously there's a lot of uh, stuff going up now about... Uh, iPhone in China, iPhone in Korea, um, KTF in Korea is looking to talk about iPhone. I don't want to make this an iPhone episode, but... Uh, um, so they're looking to little... demonstrate the fact they've got it on their network, is that right? Or they're not selling it yet, though? No, they're, they're beginning to talk about it. And, and uh, I guess in, in uh, China, there's a couple of operators, um, so I guess one of them will probably get it. But I mean, if uh, <laughs> one-tenth of one percent of China wants an iPhone, that's a manufacturing challenge. That's a challenge. big number, isn't it? Yeah. Um, content delivery. Yeah, now the big the big news this week is um, a survey done by IBM, uh, who, uh, I mean, the, the, the number of people they surveyed wasn't 
particularly vast, but the conclusions they came to was quite significant. Uh-huh. And that fundamentally, we're spending less time in front of the television. And I guess we've heard a few rumours of this in the past, but um, uh, IBM d- does have a complete media research arm that does uh, that spends its life doing this sort of thing. I've seen some presentations in the past. But, I mean, this is uh, a just a bit point. one of these kind of... Uh, I saw something again this week saying that people who use HD watch more TV and people who have DVRs watch more TV. I mean, they're... Mm-hmm. I guess statistically, they're probably still you know, on aggregate. Everyone's watching a bit less um, because yes. the in- the internet is becoming more popular, and there's more media mm-hmm. appearing on the internet. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure you know, the advent of things like Facebook and Twitter um, are taking in my space are taking people away from TV because you can't do everything. I, I also heard another report this week about how you know, for teenagers, TV is a, a kind of background activity. All so right, oh, so they have on. it on in the background, and they're doing something else in the foreground. Yeah, they're actually I mean, consuming more, more media on average. Yeah, exactly. More well, consuming more media, but maybe having less focus. But I mean, yeah, you know, attention deficit disorder is kind of just a uh, <laughs> someone who's not in the know is just can't do the multitasking things. It's attention mm. deficit. Mm. In fact, it's just looking at everything at the same time in a different way. So. Mm. That's very interesting. I think, um, I mean, it all it does is really prove the fact that we know that... Um, Consumption's changing. Consumption is definitely changing. And uh, we're, I mean, I don't really think that on average we're, I mean, there's only 24 hours in a day, but I think we're looking for different ways to consume our media. And, you know, if you've got a spare few minutes, instead of kicking on the telly, you may well just go to YouTube and uh, see what you can, f- what interesting videos are kicking around there. Yeah, exactly. Or you'll you'll make sure you've got something you want to watch ready, so you can just watch it when you want to watch it at your convenience. Exactly. So I bet that's kind of video de- on demand on your terms, rather than uh, having to spend ages putting through a catalog. Um, <clears throat> over here in the US, I haven't been to Walmart, but they're beginning to offer DRM-free content. Is that right? Isn't that called a CD? <laughs> yeah, haven't they had that for a while? I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I did have a wander around Best Buy last night actually, and there was lots of. Uh, yeah, what was that like? Uh, well, I was after one day, like a laptop stand or something, and they didn't actually have one. Uh, I was tempted to buy mm-hmm. a one gig uh, um, MP3 player, which is stuff, but I just thought mm-hmm. I don't need this. I've already got about four MP3 players. <laughs> that's right. So I, How many do you? I'm need? extremely good at convincing myself not to buy stuff. So, um, well, that's good. <laughs> to be like that in a store like that, they're huge, aren't they? Okay, so this is DRM free music being downloaded. Is that right at uh, Walmart? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, Best Buy has their own music store as well, I think. So this is just um, mm-hmm. music stores. I guess if you're selling a wide variety of MP3 players, you just want people to buy stuff and stick it on there. I mean, and, and maybe Exactly. So it's not a, no, and uh, you'd no big rather thing. sell them content yourself and also be able to sell them content that they can put on all the devices they've already bought from your store as opposed to just one device that they've bought exactly. from your store. Like, uh, I, mean, I think that maybe the bigger yeah, story is... Um, couple of the studios allegedly saying they I don't know if this is a blanket thing just saying that they're releasing a few movies on HD DVD and not Blu-ray or whether it's yeah, ever but, again on Blu-ray yeah. which is well they're certainly committing towards HD DVD and they've been given 150 million dollars in financial incentives like that's well I mean this was a stack of money there was another story um, a couple of months ago if you remember about how uh, I think it was again Target or Best Buy was supporting blu-ray and again it was an incentive where blu-ray or consortium was giving money to put sort of end of aisle displays so it was really yes. a marketing campaign one over the other so yeah i'm not yeah. sure quite where this goes i mean um 
obviously the porn industry has been the side. <laughs> but I guess it proves that you know there's a, there's a lot at stake here for for all sides. Um, and I think the the general impression I've got is that since the whole HD DVD Blu-ray war has started, the biggest response from consumers has generally been, and I, I don't know, I'll just wait till someone you know till it kind of settles. So it's been a lot of nothing, which I think is probably the worst uh, worst response you can get. I was reading an article. Um, I think it was one of the hardware manufacturers that was saying what you really want with these sorts of things is a quick, decisive war uh, where the answer becomes clear and even if it's not your format, mm-hmm. then at least the answer becomes clear quickly so you can switch formats and get on with selling stuff. And right at the moment, it's, um, you know, every time there's another HD DVD player out there or another Blu-ray player, it's another, it's one more customer that has to choose one format, it has to choose the format they're bought for. Yeah. And uh, the other thing, you know, it's just, it's just getting worse and worse as time goes on as opposed to better. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the, the market, I think, is still quite small because you've got to have the player, you've got to have the HD display. Uh, we talked last week about how you know, a lot of people who own HD players, i.e. PlayStation 3s or um, Xbox 360s, albeit with an add-on, didn't know they could do this. So That's right. You know, uh, <laughs> Even though they have the device. <laughs> never underestimate the stupidity of the consumer. It's, <laughs> so you know, and if the guy, you know, I guess for a lot of people, DVD is fairly HD, you know. So well, you know, I know I've never had a problem with the quality of uh, DVD itself on a nice quality screen. It's so. Good enough. At the end of the day, we don't have high resolution eyes, perhaps. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, you have to to see HD properly. You have to be pretty. You have to be pretty close to the screen. When you're sitting at a, on a couch, you know, a good three or four meters away from it, it's uh, very hard to tell. I think, yeah, unless you live in a palace, you know. Um, most people these days live in fairly small um, palaces, units, yeah. palaces, or whatever, and so you're not that far from the screen. <laughs> uh, another bit of, I guess, content news was um, the guys from Adobe have announced support for uh, H264. Mm. Um, I think this is amazing. Flash player, and more than that, it's actually got support for hardware acceleration in there as well. So mm. just starting to and the, the rumor being that that's um, kind of in. You know, you, we talked before about Silverlight um, for mm-hmm. Microsoft. Yep, the Microsoft, and that's supporting um, VC1, the uh, Microsoft proprietary yep. codec. Um, Adobe is again. I think we talked briefly about had this thing called Apollo or Project Apollo, which is now I, I just found out. Uh, Yesterday relaunched as Air, um, right? And that's going to have support now, that. and that's one of these kind of platform independent uh, Acrobat right. applications. So you can run them on oh. any device, and and so mm-hmm. with Silverlight promoting HD video, um, Adobe's sort of basically announced that you know, HD they've got it too, and theirs is is more independent. They've licensed um, the codecs from a company called Main Concept in uh, it's in Germany actually. Um, so they'll be putting right. those in, and that's in addition to okay. I think they have the Sorensen stuff at the moment. So Norm Norm Two um, must be good. Um, mm. Obviously, Flash is the number one sort of video format. Well, exactly, and the the kind of Flash video format is probably the most popular video format on the web. And the fact that they're supporting H two six four now means that they can uh, get better resolution. Uh, it's more you know you can uh, instead of having to convert everything to Flash format, you can just have it in H two six four format. Exactly, in the first but I guess it needs still the sort of Flash container site, format so. for Flash. So uh, the headers, that's what it's, that's going to be important. Um, but I think that's you know that's that's good news for for content. Um, it's got to see what happens in the DRM space on Flash because currently there isn't any. So we shall we shall have to see. Mind you, everyone's uh, removing that. Um, <laughs> yes, let's YouTube. Second. We talked. <laughs> 
you've got a thing here about Google um, Google repenting on their refund policy. What's all that about? Yeah, do you remember last time we were talking about Google shutting their video store and they'd uh, given everyone Google checkout credit and told them bad luck, you can't watch your videos anymore? Uh, well, after the mm-hmm. worldwide condemnation of uh, being... Google being evil. <laughs> well, if not evil, then just downright annoying. Uh, they decided to give everyone a proper credit card refund as well as the uh, Google checkout check out refund and enable them okay. to watch their videos for another six months, which presumably means that they had to pay another six months six months worth of licensing to... Is it Microsoft? They're using their DRM in that? Uh, Must be. Maybe, well, I don't know, actually. Somebody, I guess. Somebody who, who is probably thinking, oh, no, we've lost the, the big mm. one. Um, mm. Or maybe it was themselves. I mean, I'm not sure they'd be paying... I, I'm not sure quite how the DRM would work here. I'd imagine you, you ideally... If I was selling DRM, mm. I'd want to get a sort of per, per thing I DRM'd, I'd get a, a cut of the cash. Yeah. But, I mean, that's never going to happen. <laughs> You're just going to be on a, a support and maintenance contract after a one-time integration fee and a, a one-time license fee, I mm. guess. Um, so I don't think it's probably cost Google anymore. It's probably just the, right. the support fees you know, yeah. over, over the top. Um, but, uh, oh, the other, I think the big exciting thing um, is YouTube introducing advertising. And yeah, no, there was a lot of... There's a lot of talk about this being pre-roll advertising, um, right. but it's not pre-roll. They're doing, they're actually doing overlays, clickable overlays on the video. All right, that's cool. Pretty cool technology. So they're putting in like banner ads, effectively, but on video, which which on video which come right. in allegedly after sort of um, ten or twenty seconds, a banner ad will appear over the the video clip you're watching, mm-hmm. and you can click on it. And can you get rid of it if you want to? I don't think so. Looks like you. Can. Uh, this yeah, is. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, it disappears within 10 seconds if you haven't clicked on it, but you can click on it and go and watch a more detailed advertisement about what Yeah, it I, well, I don't know if it's watch an advertisement. It'll just link you into a web page or the site, So, um, which is mm-hmm. quite different because everyone was saying, you know, how's YouTube going to, how's Google going to monetize YouTube? Um, and the big thing yeah. was it would be pre-roll or post-roll ads. So you'd, you'd be basically mm-hmm. uh, editing in at the front or the back of the clip, something which, mm. either, uh, which I, I think is probably a good idea is not to go that route because it's going to, piss people off basically yeah. you're going to say I want to watch the uh, the guy dropping mints into into soda drinks and spraying <laughs> everything everywhere and then saying I have to watch some dumb advert about well you're just not going to do it like you know the, the whole you know great thing about YouTube is that all the clips of these people doing crazy things they're all short like they're all a couple of minutes you don't want to watch a 30 yeah. and even a 10 second ad would just be like uh, you know what are we doing here I guess, yeah. the, so the other, I, mean, I guess they must be using some kind of flash stuff to put a, a banner mm. over the top well, he's a flash player, so I guess that, that kind of fits in. Um, yeah. But I guess the, the clever thing is that they're, they're only putting it on content where they've done a deal with the content provider, like uh, right. you know CNN or Fox or whoever who's provided the content for YouTube, and they share the revenue with the video provider. So if it's, you know, like, you know, dude taking his dog see? for a walk falls over or something, it's not going to have an advert on it. But if it's someone that they've actually agreed a content provider relationship with, then it will, you know, it may have a video, uh, an advert on it. That's good because obviously okay. the, advertis- the advertisers don't want to have um, their ad on something that's slightly unsavory. Um, mm-hmm. They want to be able to control where it goes. So uh, I think that's quite clever. We have to remember that. But that's still, I mean, that's the Google sort of ad words and matching kind of stuff, isn't it? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but it sounds fairly sort of non-intrusive, whether they get the click-throughs, and I guess it'll still be pay-per-click. Yeah, if you apparently pay for pay uh, $20 for a 1,000 click-throughs. Okay. That's the, the rate. 
Which isn't too bad, and considering mm. that they have 130 million unique visitors each month to YouTube, I can't see anything but them making a stack of cash. It's a bit sad. My initial reaction there was, that doesn't sound like very many. Really? 130 <laughs> million? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> That's half the population of the United States. Oh, like, exactly. Uh, um, <laughs> tell you what, they're all driving around. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, phone news. Well, big news. I got to play with an iPhone. Woohoo. There we go. Yeah. So what's it like? Come on. What's it the deal? Is, is it any good? It is good. Um, I didn't make any phone calls on it. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> in the, the Apple store, they, um, they uh, I guess they put it in almost uh, kind of airline mode. Right. So, so you can play uh, with it but not, not call or text. Yeah. I mean, the Wi Fi is obviously the Wi Fi is working and you can look up mm-hmm. things. And But but I was you know, able to sort of in San Francisco and just put in the you know do a search for a restaurant I wanted to go to bang mm-hmm. it pops up on the Google map bang can just click on the website I did try and click on the website uh, mm-hmm. restaurant very good actually called Le Vende L-E-V-E-N-D-E in um, San Francisco um, nice. bit of a trek but nice. well worth going to very nice ambience um, and uh, but the website was a flash based website I believe and I couldn't see it alright oh, the 3D cube <laughs> with a question mark in was in the middle of the iPhone, <laughs> um, but as far as you know, looking at um, very very responsive. I mean, just right. uh, and I've heard people say that it's just got a that the, they're using huge amounts of processing power just because you know they wanted to have a really responsive experience. It's, you don't wait for anything; mm. it just happens. The pinching of the you know the pinching right. stuff, the the Jeff hand hat. You know, yeah, yeah, does that work? Brilliant. At all? Yeah, very good indeed. Um, it wow. does. I mean, there's a bit of blurring um, before it. it um, but it'll basically it does it in real time, and then it's um, like you know, rendering JPEGs. It just then pops up in, in super pristine format. Um, and I check my email. Uh, I've got a being a Mac, Mac head. I've got a dot Mac account, and I just put it in my dot Mac. You just sort of hit mail, and you just it's got Yahoo, Gmail, whatever, and you just click it. And you, uh-huh. the typing was I've got quite fat thumbs, um, so the typing mm-hmm. uh, wasn't the wasn't the best, and it worked, mm-hmm. um, but it was uh, so. But how's it compared? Like typing on a phone, was it better or worse, or about the same? Um, it was probably about the same. It certainly wasn't any slower. I mean, I'm not a great tech. Okay, great, well, that's I'm right. not a great text wizard anyway. But um, it was it mm-hmm. was pretty damn good. Uh, and you know, getting my email, oh, it was just rocking. And the you don't even realise you're getting um, like web-based emails. They just pop up, and you can just pinch and look and. Wow. Right. I mean, when can I get one? You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you find the size? I mean, it's bigger than no- a normal phone, isn't it? Well, you know, when you go into a, a shop, they've got a on little things. They've got these kind of security things whacked on the back. Yeah. I mean, that was huge. The thing that was whacked on the back. The phone is very small. I, mean, it's, I think okay. because it's quite an expensive thing, you probably want to wrap it up. Um, I think the interesting thing is, is I've been you know wondering, not wondering about it a lot. But I haven't actually. I've seen one guy who had an iPhone, and that was in the Apple Store. <laughs> right. I haven't seen many people with it, but I mean, certainly in San Francisco, the the store was kind of mobbed with people wanting to have a play. Right. With it. We kind of expect, I guess. So there's more. I mean, I guess iPhone iPhone peripheral news is more sort of hacker stuff. Someone put a UPnP client on an iPhone, um, right. where you can browse through iTunes and other stuff in your network via Wi-Fi. Um, mm-hmm. Now, there's been stuff announcing that we talked earlier on about iPhone in Korea and China. Um, iPhone partners mm-hmm. allegedly have been announced, but now I just see today that people come back and say, well, maybe not. We're still in discussion. It's not official. Um, 
Yeah, right. So, okay, so this is the Financial Times that's quoted uh, people familiar with the situation, <laughs> whatever that means. But uh, uh, I guess the interesting bit here is that they reckon that the that Apple gets ten percent of the revenue uh, on a kind of bill by bill basis from customers that have an iPhone, which is an amazing coup for a hardware manufacturer to get a cut of the revenue from a uh, from a mobile mobile carrier. Mm. Well, I mean, but then they don't get any follow-on revenue, do they? It's a one-time sale, and they're they're arguing they're getting people to switch networks because of the device. So I think that's probably. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure it'll be up for renegotiation later on. Or, um, mm. uh, but they, I mean, it's quite an aggressive uh, market. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I certainly hope the. I think they've said it's Orange in, in UK, yeah, Orange in France, right? Um, and o, O2 in the UK. I mean, I hope it's not O2 because, you know, practically speaking, there's no coverage where I live. But, uh, <laughs> um, but again, the data plans have to be there. But again, iPhone, hands-on, I'd say, yeah, thumbs up. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing nothing to complain about. It. I mean, it's just it does right. what it says on the tin, very responsive, um, Fantastic. And I, I, there's been a software update um, which apparently fixes some stuff in the camera. They've gone to 1.02 now, so that came uh-huh. out today. Um, nice. Mm, um, do you have a little story about mobile TV in France? What's going on about there? Well, just covering other mobile news, uh, I was just interested to see how France was looking to monetize mobile TV. This has always been the problem. You know, uh, the media companies here are wanting to say they... They're saying they want to be able to put free mobile TV channels up on a mobile platform so that people can just watch them. And get the ads uh, and stuff. And keep the ads and stuff and just basically fund it through advertising as before. Right. Uh, whereas some of the, the operators have come back and said, no, 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 we want a subscription model. It's, uh, that's the best way to go. So I guess there isn't an answer here, just the fact that there's this, uh, there's this conflict going on between uh, the operators that want to, be, want to get a cut uh, mm-hmm. to compared with the, uh, the actual media companies that want, just like general free-to-air television, once they've sunk the cost of the infrastructure, just be able to pump out TV. Yeah, I guess I mean, this really depends this is, on the way you... It's like digital television, isn't it? Digital terrestrial television, where hmm. you, know, you probably need to have a mix of everything. A bit of free, a bit of pay, so if you want more, you can pay more. Um, but you have to have a, a base platform which attracts people towards it, especially if presumably they need to buy a special hand or enabled handset, because even at the moment exactly. you, know, you don't get a handset which just happens to have TV on it. It's a it's a major decision. Say so I'll have the TV one, please. Yep, exactly. Um, but I guess it really depends on the technology used to get the television to the handset. Like if it's a if it's a kind of one to one scenario, like uh, like three G is, then you know there's a lot of ongoing cost, if you like, in bandwidth of getting that to each handset. If it's more oh, yeah. in the more like DVBH, where it's you know much more shared infrastructure or DMB, then well, I'm not you know, sure. The, I mean, it's not sure. It's an ongoing cost. It's the initial license fees that everyone's still bleeding from, isn't it? I mean, once you've you've got the infrastructure, you've got to obviously depreciate. Your, I don't know if you depreciate license fees. I guess it probably because uh, mm, the license yeah, fees are a fixed terms, so you'll probably um, mm. account for the cost. But I mean, the billions that were spent, they need to essentially. Mm. You know, it becomes a running cost, although it's not a it's not a real cost. Um, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is the uh, with a kind of point-to-point system, the more people you have, the more bandwidth it takes. Whereas a kind of broadcast system, once you broadcast it once, everyone right. just gets it. You know, whether you have a billion people or ten people, it, it's it's no more costly to you. So just moving on to games. 
Halo 3 is the next thing coming out, I guess, on the Xbox 360. A lot of talk about that. I read a, a thing in Wired about it. Everyone's mm-hmm. getting very excited. Lots of usability testing there, which I think was quite interesting about making mm-hmm. the game actually good to good to play, so you don't always get killed by the same guy all the time. And <laughs> brilliant!o And uh, we look forward to uh, giving you more news uh, from around the world. Hopefully, we'll be in the same place next weekend uh, in Couch Fifty Five. Indeed, number 55. I'll catch you then, James. Have a great week. Cheers, Ian, and you. Bye. Bye now.